0: I I think sometimes even in Christian music and in Christian circles, we're not that great at holding together the truth that life is really hard and God is really good. We think we have to be like, God is really good and not let people know life is still really, really hard or life is so hard, God must not be good. But I'm like, no, both of these things are true. And if I don't hold both of these things firmly and see the truth of those, I'm not going to be able to make sense of the world around me.
1: Thank you for tuning in to trevor talks podcast where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories today's guest is an author teacher hip-hop artist and thought leader in his career he's racked up stellar award a dove award and has had multiple number one albums and played in front of thousands all over the world and to be quite honest with you my inner teen is freaking out right now ladies and gentlemen. Please help me welcome Mr. Trip Lee. Trip, dude, we're actually here. We made it.
0: That's right. We made it. Thanks for we having made me. It.
1: Dude, of course. Thank you for coming on and it it feels like maybe 20 it feels like 20 minutes ago I was in the car jamming out to Rise and <laughs> actually was, but it <laughs> That album in particular is just such a healing and nostalgic album to listen to. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I grew up on Notorious B.I.G. and all that. And I'm like, I've got Lecrae, Andy Mineo, Triple, Lee. You know, yeah. I grew up in the 116 scene. I used to, yeah. when I had my first job at Chick-fil-A, I dropped my whole paycheck on Reach Records merch. So, wow. like, we were, uh, I had a 116 outfitted closet. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wow. See, I, I feel honored, man. Uh, I was there was all kind of stuff that was less worthy that I was wasting my Albertsons, my grocery store paychecks on when I was <laughs> a teenager. So that's dope, man. I appreciate no,
1: that. No, for sure, dude. And I really want to dive into this single that you just had come out on the Reach Records summer playlist, man. Tell us yeah. a little bit about it and what the message is.
0: Yeah. So it's a song called You Got It. Uh came out on the the, the Reach summer playlist, which came late summer. So people were like, can this still be summer? But um yeah, I mean, it's a song that uh, I was really excited about. Um, and the, the really the theme of the song is, you know, in the verses, I'm talking about all the stuff that I could do and some of the, you know, the stuff that people will expect from public figures, too. You know, I might get me a beamer, I might try to do this rich stuff, I might try to pretend like I'm a gangster, I might do all these things, which will get me all this acclaim. Um and then at the end of the verses, it just keeps coming back to, but I think I need something more to that. And uh, there's this passage in the gospels where um, Jesus basically says something hard. Everybody leaves, looks at the disciples. He's like, hey, where are y'all about to leave too? And they're essentially like, I don't even know where else I could, where else can we go? We, You have the words of life. And so that is a passage that always stuck with me. It always meant a lot to me because it um, it it kind of helps show shows what's at stake in and me throwing everything at the feet of Jesus. So um, so yeah, I, I thought I've always wanted to turn that into a song, and, um, and yeah, I'm re- I'm really happy with with this record.
1: Well, the song is phenomenal, but the music video articulates everything in such a way that it's yeah. like. For you, for Triple E, like you've got the low key style, you've always got on the Yankees hat, like it's a super <laughs> chill thing, and you got people trying to throw Gucci on you. You've right. got these luxury cars, <laughs> and it's like it seems like it's extravagant for you, but yeah. if you really look into some of these, especially hip hop videos, that's literally what they're doing.
0: Yeah, and. Yeah. And you know, even in the song, you know, there's a playfulness to it, you know, and some of the stuff I'm saying in the verses. It's, it's overboard, you know, it's you yeah. know, I might throw a charity benefit and keep all the money. I might do all of this stuff, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's not really gonna get me anywhere. So when we were talking about the video, I was like, Look, we're gonna do it, let's go all the way, let's let's uh let's get a car, let's get some you sit on throwing the money, let's get some fake some Cocaine bricks, like, let's do the rapper things and uh, try to use that to to show the yeah, the point of the song.
1: Yeah, and for the message of the song, why right now? Like, why was 2021 the time for this message? Is there something specific that was going on in your life to where you're like, man, like, I really got to put this out right now?
0: You know, it's, it, it really has been a passage that's always stuck with me that I really wanted to... Because I think there's so much stuff you know, that I see in scripture about who God is, that um, that I think if we really looked at it, we would see how it resonated with us. I mean, you know, the disciples in a place where it's like, it's hard to follow Jesus. He just said something that's hard. Often when people are like, I don't know about following God. He want me to do this. He don't want me to do this. And the disciples were at a place where it's like, yes, what he just said is hard. But on the other end, he has something that I can't get anywhere else. So where else am I going to go? Because you have what I need um and so i wanted that to connect with people and i think you know and this is with a lot of the stuff i've been writing right now we are in a place just culturally it's been a really hard couple years you know and um there's so many hopes and dreams and stuff we thought was gonna go one way that hasn't really gone that way um that i think really connects well with you know kind of where my heart has been with the music that i've been trying to write and i've always tried to write stuff. Yeah, that's honest about difficulties, about what it it means to live in this world. And so I I hope my music keeps doing that. And I hope the song did that for people.
1: It did, for sure. And you're one of the founding members in 116. Like, That's a big deal. It's almost like, okay, this dude's on the pinnacle of like, if there were a Mount Rushmore for Christian (laughs) rap, and for me, hip hop, you'd be on it. And for so many young kids that are coming right now and they're like, you could record songs in your house. A lot of professional musicians have studios in their homes now. Yeah. What What is your encouragement for them? Like it's a whole new generation of just unashamed kids. I saw a kid at a show we did the other day. He had a 116 tat and I asked him about yeah. it and he was impacted by the music. So for yeah. me personally and millions across the globe, what does it mean to you to be a part of this clique still unashamed here in 2021?
0: oh man it means means a lot to me um you know when people say something like oh man we grew up listening to you i'm like oh man it makes me feel kind of old you know (laughs) even though i was the the young uh, buck. you know i was in high school when i met these dudes you know um so it it, uh it, it feels amazing i i love what we built it's it's funny sometimes because we weren't setting out to build some big thing right we was just like hey We love God. We love hip hop. Let's, let's rap. We don't like some of the stuff rappers are saying, let's talk about where we at. Let's push back against some of the stuff that we don't think is good. You know, this for me, even as like stuff that music did for me that impacted me in unique seasons. And those are some of the stories I love to hear the most Where people like, man, I, um, first show I did after um, I hadn't done anything for a super long time because of the pandemic, the very first show I did, um, um, There's a girl who came up to me after the show and she said, hey, I can't count the number of times where you saved my life, where I felt like taking my life and your music actually helped me to change my mind and helped me to see things in a little bit of a different way. And she said that to me, looked me in the eyes very sincerely, said thank you and walked off. And, um, you know, that's that's the type of stuff that for me is like you. I just don't always know the way that music is impacting people. I can't always see that. I, I don't know all the stories that I don't know but stuff like that makes me um you yeah, know very grateful to to get to be a part of this and and I hope you know the lord continues to use it and I hope that some of the stuff we did you know blaze the trail for other people and um and yeah and I'm excited for for this new season for me too you know I'm I'm far from from being done so I'm also excited about what's next for us
1: Yeah and I mean if you even look at the reach catalog right now you've got Holvey, one up RG 1k few like we're actively seeing these kids living out their dreams and yeah, they yeah. used to have your poster on their wall and now yeah, they're making music with you. So like a funny thing about you getting into it in high school, man, it's like my first national tour was in high school. It was outcry 2015, okay. which you were on. And yeah, yeah. it was like, that was the thing that showed me like, okay, if you want to do this whole extravagant journey for jesus like how far are you willing to go i missed over 180 days of high school my senior wow. year um interning with Nicole, like doing all these fun things and yeah yeah it was like are you willing to drop like prom and homecoming and all that and i was like i don't yeah. care like let's get out here yeah, and yeah, do yeah. it but yeah. so many kids are willing to chase this music thing now and even just chase jesus
0: it's you know, super I,
1: encouraging
0: and I did forget to say, I didn't answer all of your questions in terms of advice for people oh, yeah. who, who are trying to do it. It's like, you know, when I was first starting, I recorded like a little mixtape in my room. But look, it was not, it was much harder to do that. I'll just, I'll just say it like that. It was much more difficult to do that. There were less ways for me to get music out. Um, it was a whole different situation. So there are amazing Yeah, there's amazing ways to kind of get going. And sometimes I'll talk to people, that be like, nah, man, I can't wait to do that. You know, as soon as I, as soon as, you know, I can raise this money to go buy this thing, then I'm going to start doing my music thing. Or as soon as I, like, meet a couple people, and I'm always trying to encourage people, like, hey, the dudes who say that to me are usually the people who you look up 10 years from now, and there's still more things that they can point to. And for me, it was like, I was even in a little, uh, group when I was real young and basically we was just dragging our feet and I was like well look I'm about to just do it myself then like there's all kind of stuff we can wait on but just go after like whatever you have in front of you make the most of that and then when you have more stuff at your disposal then you'll, you'll be ready to go so I just want to encourage people if if you think you have beautiful art to 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 you know to put out there in the world or you got things to say or you got stuff you want to make and you think it would encourage people challenge people like find a way to to do what you can do and then, you know, don't wait for other people to put the opportunities in front of you. Make those opportunities, and and yeah, walk through open doors when they're there.
1: Yeah, and even to highlight you a little bit, when you were coming up in the music scene, there was barely, like, I doubt YouTube was around when you were in high school and such, right? Or was just coming, maybe? And Yeah, like,
0: yeah, I, I didn't have,
1: like, I never put any bad songs on SoundCloud. You know, there's one
0: way where it's like, <laughs> hey, make sure when, yeah. when you put something up, it's out there, but you know, like my bad mix, they wasn't on SoundCloud or wasn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't have wasn't on YouTube, wasn't easy ways to get it out. So there's some ways I benefited from that. I was at least yeah. a little bit more fully formed when people first was hearing me. But, um, yeah,
1: and even Distro Kids, CD Baby, like it, you just put your stuff on Apple Music, Spotify now. It hadn't always been that way. That's it right. used to be that's you right. had to have a manager, you had to have an agent, you had to get with a label. If you want distribution yeah. globally, you got to do this, that and the other. And it's like, that's right. Now you got it pretty good. Like these kids right. out here blowing up on TikTok, there definitely wasn't TikTok. But that's man, right. like God's done such miraculous things through you, and your story alone in its own right is super unique. So I really want to dive into what that looked like for you, like from childhood up before you met the one one six guys, before you even started making music. Like, what was life like for you?
0: Yeah, it's um, a big question um you know grew up in dallas which is where i live now that's where i'm at now i'm in my uh kind of office studio at home um grew up in dallas uh both my parents in the house had great parents um raised us well i uh, loved music from a really young age my dad was a music lover so he was just always playing music all the time and good music like he put me on put us on the good stuff uh stevie wonder earth on the fire you know Slime the family stone like classic excellent music um and was always like ah you don't want to hear you know your generation what y'all doing this is what you know what real music is type stuff which i'm sure i would do to my kids when the time comes um but that just gave me a love for music at a very young age and you know when you're at little kid the stuff you love you try to do yourself You love basketball i did so i tried to play basketball baseball whatever also tried to do music with rap with my friends all the time um I assumed that I was a Christian from a really young age just because I repeated a prayer after the children's pastor one time and I thought, oh, that makes me Christian. Um, but I don't think I was because I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't understand who God was or what my relationship, why why my relationship with God would have been strained at all or why I really needed a savior to take me back to him. Um, when I was so in middle school, me and my friends always rapping, freestyle battling at lunch, getting in trouble. Uh, writing rhymes and little notebooks in class, getting in trouble. Um, And there did come a time when I was like, I think I might be a little better than them, or at least I take it more seriously or it means more to me. And then um, when I'm like 14 years old, I, I think that's when I meet Jesus, when I like, oh, I'm not a very good Lord in my life. Like there are ways I've led myself astray. And there's actually no way for me to pay the penalty of my own sins or get myself back to God because I've got myself in this mess and God has sent a Savior to take me to Him that clicks. Um, and, you know, I still uh, struggle, but my perspective on life begins to change, my life begins to change. And that impacts every area of my life. So I'm like, oh, man, that should change how I'm interacting with these girls. That should change how I'm interacting with my parents, what I'm doing in school, um, which is a bumpy road. But for me also, it was like, oh, what about my music? Like, at that point, I'm just rapping about how dope I think I am, how many girls I can pull, greatest rapper of all time, whatever stuff. And, uh, and yeah, so, I, you know, as I start listening to, to rappers who are rapping in ways that, more life-giving and stuff that that helped me understand things about the world and about God. I'm like, I want to do that for other people. So I started, um, yeah, I started doing that. I was like rapping and whatever opportunities I had in my church some and I wasn't good, but they still let me do it. Um, yeah. And, and then, um, I met dudes from reach when I was, uh, 15, I think. Um, and, and yeah, long story short, you know, linked up with them, built a relationship with them and, and you know, ended up signing the record deal with Reach before I graduated high school during my senior year. And that's when I did my first record was uh, when I was senior high school. So,
1: wow. And yeah. when did your faith become real for you? Like, I know you started going to youth group to meet girls, but when did, that's right? when did this really come into play for your life?
0: Yeah. You know, I did start going to youth group trying to meet girls. Uh, bad motivations but um <laughs> god is uh sovereign even over that stuff and he um when i started going um yeah i had a good youth pastor man i mean he's actually a friend now back in dallas he's a, um, a good friend um and he yeah i mean gospel's being preached so i'm starting to see stuff and so around that time when i'm fourteen that's when the gospel clicks that oh i need a savior and that's how i'm forgiving my sins and that's how i can have a new life. And so from that point on, stuff starts to change. I started to read the Bible um, soon after that. I had had a Bible before. My grandma gave me a Bible. It was like a children's children of color Bible. And so it was like King James. I couldn't understand nothing. Whenever I tried to read it, it was like pictures of all these biblical characters. Everybody was super black. Solomon had like dreads and braids and, um, uh, you know, so I, I I was like, oh, here are these cool. It was also like random African kings and queens. You know, so it was like it was just a story and I couldn't understand none of it. You know what I'm saying? So when I uh, put my faith in Jesus for real and then I start reading the Bible, I read something in James. I don't remember what it was. Something happened to me the next day and what I read applied to the situation and I it just blew me away. I, I was like, whoa, like what God says in this old book says something to my life right now. Um and that changed my life. And um so yeah, I mean there were people that God just kept sending into my life to help me, my youth pastor, and then I'm at Lecranum and and that's been a lot of my story throughout my life is the Lord has sent people into my life to pour into me, uh, who've helped me to grow, helped me to mature, helped me to understand God, all kind of stuff. So I I'm I'm really grateful for that.
1: And now you're a father of two. You got three. your wife. Three now. I got three God kids. Come, that's right. I got a one year old. Got a house. Yeah, I, full, I was surprised man. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about you that I really admire and can relate with is you struggle with chronic fatigue. So, yeah, yeah. with being a father of three now, one year old, that's like having two there for a while, you know? <laughs> like it's yeah, busy, yeah. busy times. That's right. How, how do you balance like your church life, your family life, and then diving back into music all while struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome?
0: Yeah, man. You know, I wish, I wish I had like a very pretty picture to paint of how I figured out how to make it all work, but I really don't, you know, it's, it's different from season to season. You know, there's some seasons where it's harder than others. It is, and has been for the last, um, you know, At this point about 15 years it's been the hardest part of every part of my life and in different seasons it impacts me in different ways um but really man it is me trying to i have an incredible wife who uh i couldn't have known how amazing of a wife she was when i married her i would like to be like man i I saw it i knew the kind of mom she was gonna be and i knew how strong she would be but you know we didn't know all of these things would happen so i'm super grateful for her and in each season. We are always trying to reevaluate and say, okay, here's what's on our plate. What does it look like for us to be faithful in this? This feels like too much. Is this just a season? Is this something we need to change? Um and it's been for me, there've been a lot of things that I thought would go particular ways that did not go that way. And that is one of the things that um yeah, one of the things about having a chronic illness that that is unpredictable, that's not even understood that well, is yeah i mean when uh in james when uh um yeah when when he's like you know you say you're gonna go into town and do this the next day and he's basically like you you i mean you're being a fool your life is a vapor you should say i'm gonna do this if the lord wills and that phrase lord willing which sometimes can just get tagged on the stuff is just a, a nice cute christian phrase uh means more to me than than, it, than certainly than it did when i was um younger it's like i I know I have plans. I know here are the steps I'm trying to take towards something. But at the end of the day, it's in the Lord's hands. So I just got to hold stuff with open hand and I got to try my best to be faithful. And some seasons I'm like, great season. Some seasons I'm like, this is a disaster. Lord, help us to kind of put stuff in a new, help us organize this differently and try best to be faithful. And there are a lot of times where I'm just like, I don't know, but I'm going to just try to put my head down and be faithful and, and, and trust that the Lord can work this out. So, yeah
1: man that's so deep and out on outcry and then a few of the winter jam dates i always made sure i was out in the crowd when you would start doing sweet victory just because for you as an artist like people don't realize they think tour like you just wake up go do a show you can go back sleep do whatever you want but for someone like you that's struggling with chronic fatigue and on top of having a family that you can't really take out with you you're away from your family you're out of your home you're sleeping on a bus you don't sleep that good in buses like you sleep but it's sleep you know <laughs> yeah. and uh, every single night when you did sweet victory it just helped me find this newfound appreciation for what you were out there doing and uh, there's some of the lines in that song that really stuck with me it's like even as i write these lines i'm close to tears my body ain't been working right for seven years they hit Hits me with that. Keep your chin up. Try to smile, bro. Um, and you were twenty six at the time. I should feel better yeah. by my mouth. Yeah, keep yeah. all your antidotes notes and cute quotes. I pass on cliches for the, and I ain't gonna get into it, it. But that yeah, home. Let you fill in for me, Trevor. Hey, hey, I gotta say, you got it, bro. <laughs> okay. Dude, like that song in particular, though, it's like that's vulnerability, and you can feel it. And even with Dimitri and the lady you had on yeah. the song, with you like. That is a masterpiece on its own. And God used that that to hit me. And I don't even want to know how many other people. I mean, I do, but I don't because then I'm going to be like, dang, I need those kind of views. You know, like but (laughs) it's so vulnerable and honest. And it's like you really allowed God to use you within that as you have with all your music. But this in particular, that's deep. How did did you have any experiences writing that song where you're like, Man, I can't put this out. Like, I don't want people to view me as I'm weak or this or that. What did that yeah. songwriting process look like?
0: Um Me and Gavi worked on that song together. So I you know, we we um I had some like references for him where I wanted to go production-wise, wanted to feel kind of cinematic. I wanted it to start first half of the song, no drums. So we had some very specific things I wanted to musically i did an incredible job um um wrote the hook with natalie lauren and the um the worship spot part at the end that leah smith is singing um and you know joseph Perlazny did string arrangement like there's stuff about that record That when i got it back the the final mix i think it's been one of the few times where i got a final mix and i was like this is something special and not just like, oh, cool. By the time you like mix and stuff, you're so tired of hearing everything. But that one just felt special. As I was writing it, I mean, really the experience I had writing it, I wasn't worried about being vulnerable. Um, you know, I uh, I don't really know how else to be, man. I don't really know how to be honest. Um, I don't know how not to be fake while not yeah. being honest about where I'm at. I, I don't know. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I don't want people in that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, whatever. I just don't know how it's to be, honestly. And I I think sometimes even in Christian music and in Christian circles, we're not that great at holding together the truth that life is really hard and God is really good. We think we have to be like, God is really good and not let people know life is still really, really hard or life is so hard, God must not be good. But I'm like, no, both of these things are true. And if I don't hold both of these things firmly and see the truth of those, I'm not going to be able to make sense of the world around me. Um, and even as I was writing that song, literally, I uh, yeah, like, that was one of the songs that was just really hard for me to finish up and get out because it was towards the end of a process and I was running out of gas and just kind of barely got it. Um, so that song means a lot to me. And it's one of the songs that I hear from people the most about ways that it's impacted them. Um, and it just makes me really grateful to, yeah, I'm, you know, it's crazy to, like, write songs at my house, in my room, in my office and the ways that the Lord will use it for people, you know, it it blows me away. And, you know, I'm just grateful for for those opportunities to do it.
1: Yeah. And you and Gavi, like that's a monumental record all in its own rise in general from the cover art to the book. I mean, you touch on so many different topics in the stories within the album on a guy contemplating cheating on his wife all the way down to you struggling with chronic fatigue. Like, yeah. There's a little bit of everything in that yeah. and just shout out to you on that. And then you went into the waiting room, which you got your Dove Award on and God's just really been amazing thing doing amazing things through your music for how long have you been a musician? It's going on two decades or more. Oh man, don't say that.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. My first my first album came out in two thousand six, you know, so that's yeah. fifteen years ago. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm very very grateful and and I and I'll say like it's rare for artists to get to do this for this long, especially somebody like me who keeps disappearing. Um, but
1: yeah, in 2011 or 12, you're like, nah, I'm done with music. And then you came back with the best album ever, and I'm <laughs> like, all right, man, keep doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, and you know it's been a while since Waiting came out too, and you know I'm I'm working on new music that I'm very very excited about. Um, and I'm I'm grateful that people still care. I'm grateful that people have been impacted by stuff and Lord willing they'll continue to be. Uh and I don't assume that I will always have the platform that I have had and I do have. Every moment I have it is a gift. It's mercy from God. Every opportunity I have, every time somebody wants to have an interview with me is a gift, it's a mercy from God. I don't I'm not old none of this. So I want to be faithful as long as those doors are open and yeah, just try to keep making stuff that impacts people.
1: Well, I'm so glad it's a gift when people ask for interviews because you best know I texted Jackie and I was like, look, (laughs) this has to happen. And she's amazing. And uh, as we kind of wrap this up, like I like to ask questions and really have conversations on things that are going to be encouraging to people, but also help them grow spiritually in their faith, with their family just their everyday life. So when it comes down to it, if someone's watching or listening to this right now and they're struggling through mental health, maybe they're feeling suicidal, maybe they're struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome themselves, what would the message from Triple Lee be to them?
0: Um, yeah, I think part of it for me would be um, a reminder that hard seasons doesn't mean that God is gone. Um, that there is a... Real God, who um, who not? It's not only like He's not annoyed when you bring your situations to Him. Like He He commands you to bring that to Me. Like you don't try to carry that by yourself. Bring it to Me. I'll carry that burden for you. He commands us to hand those over to Him, and He says I'll get in there with you. The clearest example being Jesus puts on human flesh and comes to this crazy earth lives the perfect life that we couldn't live defeat, you know, like there's a God who has done everything to show you like in like it's not like he's not with you. He is. And and he'll walk in that with you. Um and there's a especially for someone with chronic illness, um there there's a very it's very isolating. It's very alienating from other people. And it can certainly feel like no one really understands. It can feel like even the people who want to understand can't fully because they're not in it. Um, And it is uh, encouraging for me to remember, like, no, the the Lord is in this with me. Um, He understands it far better than I even do. Um, And sometimes that's enough.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this, you heard it from Trip Lee himself. Keep pressing on. Know that God's got a plan for your life. We love you all so much. And Trip, thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. This has been quite refreshing. And one of the bucket list items just got checked off right here on Trevor Talks. If you've tuned in and made it this far in the interview, thank you so much for your support. Uh, Be sure to check out all the links in the description for the waiting room, for You Got It, for All Trips Records. We'll put the link for social media and everything in there as well. And uh, keep pressing on. Know that God loves you and he has such an amazing purpose for you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye now.